so many of the women who wear one of my watches, they are also in the automotive space and they are mechanics and they are painting and wrenching and just doing all these fun things. And I'm just seeing what these women are doing. And I'm like, I want to do that. That looks amazing. Like, let's go do the Rebel Rally. Let's go do this. Let's go all trip out to, you know, Sturgis. Welcome to High Octane Hustle. I'm Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse. And this is Abington Mullen. Oh my gosh, we're so excited that you're here. I'm and happy to be here. Yes, and she's a pilot. Yeah, she sure Holy is. Holy moly. She she's sure is. A philanthropist. There I go again. <laughs> a philanthropist. A philanthropist and female business owner. We love yes, that about you. Yes, she is. Now, a pilot. I don't want to just say that you're a pilot because you can't even just fly one plane. You fly about how many different types of planes? So I could probably fly any plane that I step into, much like you could probably figure out how to drive any vehicle that you step into, right? I like that. But in logbooks, which is what's really important in flying, how many airplanes do I have logged? And I have 87. I mean, you know, not too many people can actually, as, as they're pilots, they typically fly the same type of plane, right? Most airline pilots average at least five, like at most five. The difference between them, yeah. Well, just what they trained in and then what they did, like their advanced training in, what they got their first uh, job in, and then their small jet and then the big jet that they end up flying for the rest of their career. But the type of flying I do is I ferry airplanes. I deliver them. So I've flown everything from a tiny little fabric-covered, you know, Piper J3 Cub to a Boeing 747. And even some other things, too, like a commercial, don't you do, um, I thought you had, I thought you had gone to, like, some other little areas, too. Not just, not just, sorry, uh, planes with people in them, like cargo planes. Well, the 747 was a cargo plane. Okay. So it used to be a Korean Air okay. passenger plane, but then some rich person out of Dubai wanted to buy it to move around his horses. So what you do is you rip out all the seats, and then you put in uh, cargo pods and build stables in your airplane, because that's, that's what you do. Okay. That's probably what I was <laughs> Holy cow. I love it. Well, then this begs the question, how do you get to be such a badass? <laughs> I can tell you make it, love. <laughs> now, that, that really, it's weird in the fairy world because so many people, when you think aviation, you think, okay, they learned in the military, then they went to the airlines, and that's like what aviation is. But neither of those things really jived with me. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to fly to all these exotic places, kind of be like Santa Claus, bringing people their new planes. And when I heard about ferry flying, I was like, oh, okay, let me go in and try and get in with this. But all the ferry companies, they're like, oh, you got to have thousands of hours and have to fly all these airplanes and this and that and the other. And I was like, I've got like 1,500 hours. Like I'm pretty low time when it comes to that. And um, so nobody would hire me. So I just started telling people I was a ferry pilot. And the first job I got was flying a twin turboprop to Japan. So this would be over the ocean or if you went up around Alaska and down. Um, but I'd never flown a turboprop before. And I didn't know how to cross an ocean. So I said I was busy. 
<laughs> I had some other airplane to take. And, uh, and that was fine because you don't want to burn the bridge. Um, what I ended up doing as my next job offered was a, a single engine. It's called a Tomahawk. And it's a little trainer plane, and they wanted it flown down to Guadalajara. So that was the first ferry, ferry flight I did. I'd never flown a Tomahawk before, so I took it for a couple trips in the pattern around Torrance Airport, and then they just gave me the keys and said, all right, keep tra track of expenses, and we'll see you in three days. It is that slow of an airplane, so um, <laughs> it took me about three days to get down there. But you really did fake it till you make it. You just put that on out there and 100%. love yeah. it. Love yeah. it. And when you do your flight training, um, and, and this really should be within any training, whether you're learning how to scuba dive, whether you're learning how to race a car, you always have to stay within the minimums that you set for yourself. You know, you don't want to necessarily exceed because, as we all know, safety is our number one, right? So um, even though I always joke and say safety third, but really it is safety <laughs> first. And so my personal minimums and then what the airplane is capable are two separate things. The airplane might be completely capable of doing something that I'm not necessarily comfortable with. So that twin turboprop that I was first offered, not my bag at that point. But today, I can fly a twin turboprop in my sleep. I mean, I wouldn't be sleeping. We'd have an autopilot. But <laughs> I could definitely handle a twin turboprop no problem um, now that I've been doing it, what, seven or eight years. Wow. I, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> like That's she said, it's like us getting behind the wheels <laughs> of cars, but completely different to us. <laughs> what inspired you to start flying? Uh, free it, food, obviously. <laughs> and come and on have now, exotic, what, exotic places. <laughs> what inspired me to come onto this podcast? I mean, come on, you guys give popcorn and Skittles. Um, yeah, no, it was totally free food. Uh, my, my high school, I went to high school in Burbank, oh, John Burroughs. Right. And, that's um, right. and uh, it was like the first Wednesday mm. of every uh, month the Career Center would host career lunches, Career Wednesday lunch, and they would order pizza, Subway, whatever it was, and then bring in a couple people that did some job, and you never really cared what the job was, you always just went for the pizza, and at least that was my MO, and I was 14 years old, I was the only girl that came in to the event, I, I was early, so I see all these boys walking in, and I'm thinking, oh, construction, or you know, something stereotypically male, and then in walked two pilots, and they said two things that really changed the course for me. And the first was that you didn't have to learn how to fly in the military. That's not where all pilots come from. Yeah. There's university programs, there's vocational schools, um, there's all sorts of different avenues that you could do. And then after you know how to fly, you have a variety of there's tons of jobs. I mean, we were at King of the Hammers, and you could be flying a helicopter, you know. Yep. Yep. With to the chase. cameras yeah. to chase totally. all the cars. Yeah. So you could do that. You could fly relief aid. You could fly celebrities. Yeah. You could do banner towing. You could do, um, you know, traffic watch in the morning yep. and then be done by 10 a.m. every day. Like there's so many, or you could ferry airplanes like what I do. So there's so many other jobs that are in the aviation spectrum that people don't realize airplanes are involved, even firefighting. And I'm just talking about airplanes. What about helicopters? You know, you, then you have a whole other slew of things, medevac and emergency medical and all that kind of thing. So um, once they said those two things, 14 years old, I was, I was hooked. 
I knew I wanted to be a pilot. I love it. You know, it's the same thing with automotive, though. Everyone thinks you're a mechanic or something, you know, and there is just so much more to the automotive space and, and what there is out there and available. It's just that people don't know that. They right. just have to hear it just like you did. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's inc- Wow. I'm just... <laughs> Mic drop. So it was just lunch. It was free food. It was free food. Yeah, she goes for the free food. If you want to change people's lives, give them food. (laughs) I mean, that is a true statement. Yes, I love that. So you said you've been flying a tomahawk for seven, eight years. No, you've been that first job. I flew a tomahawk. First job. It took three days. Well, no. (laughs) Did I hear you wrong? Was it me? I didn't say it right. Okay. So um, how long have you been flying total? 2006. Okay. See, that's where I was going for. Yeah. That was what I was going for. Not that you've kept flying that same tomahawk because it's really slow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've moved on. And then you you flew in today to be part of the podcast Mm -hmm. with the exception that you didn't fly. I know. I know. And I should have. Yes. That's the nice part. She gets yes. free flying pretty much everywhere, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, good. it's, but it's, it's such a similar crossover, right? Like you guys get access to vehicles. If you totally. want to go to a race, if you want to bring one to SEMA, if you want to do yeah. um, a rally, like there's vehicles at your disposal in aviation. It's just it substitute the word car for plane. So I've got planes kind of at my disposal. Friends who have planes, they want to go up flying, they'll take me with. At her disposal. And then, and then instead of like, you know, extra cars, you know, she has an extra plane that she wants Every to now and fly. Then. <laughs> yeah, and do most people's jaws drop when they find out that you're in aviation? Um, and how many planes you've flown? The planes thing is, is yeah. really the one that, that sticks with people. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say, Women make up, women who have their pilot certificate, this is kind of a downer, but women who are in the U.S., uh, 6% of the pilot certificates issued in the U.S. are female, for females. Of that 6%, I think it's around 75% are the student pilot certificate. So only 25% of the six are actual certificated private instrument commercial flight instructor and airline pilot. That's dismal numbers. Now, I'm at the airline pilot. I used to fly for the airlines. And that is, um, I think there's a total, I'll be totally wrong on this, but I know a couple women who could definitely spit out this number. I think it's only like 5,000 in the country. Yeah. So there's not many at all. Well, yeah. And I mean, you go to, you have different conferences that you're a part of and stuff. So, I mean, you know most of them probably. I know. (laughs) And because of the watch company that I started. Yes. Yes. That's how we started and that's how we, we we basically kind of met everybody. Yeah, well, that. and I think that's a good uh, segue to go into that. Why why did you need a watch? All pilots <laughs> need a good watch. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I w- once I got my private in o- in 06, I went searching for a pilot's watch, and I wanted one that fit a five foot six frame. 110 drip and wet and most of the of the watches that are out there they're gorgeous stunning aviation pieces but they're big and bulky and you know I've got tiny wrists and it was just looked like a grandfather clock hanging off my wrist so with other women pilots I um they're a group called the 99s and it was started by Amelia Earhart in the 20s and 98 other women that's how the name came about you have to be a pilot in order to be in this group so my local chapter outside of Santa Monica Um, we all just got together and started designing the first pilot's watch made for women by female pilots. 
And um, that was, we launched the company in 2007. Uh, so now, today, I mean, we cater to women who are in the automotive industry. We sell on all the military exchanges. Uh, Macy's has us um, uh, selling with them. And then we cater to even like the diving industry and all of the industries where women are minorities in, but we are not necessarily wanting to wear the men's products that are available. We still need products made for us. So I was part of a think tank in, um, in Vegas for astronauts. They wanted to start, you know, oh, there's a big push right now in aviation and aerospace to get more commercial travel into space. Hmm. And um, really, and one of the big <laughs> things is to have um, suits that fit all the different types of people that are gonna be buying these tickets to go into space. Well, most of the women's suits are just the men's smaller, extra small. But a woman's body is shaped completely different. Yeah. And as the saying goes, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Well, when you're in a spaceship and you are on a mission that's going, I mean, we have some, um, some pretty you know, challenging circumstances that, that an aircraft going into space, even if it's a commercial flight or if it's a mission, there's so many different things that you have to take into consideration that nothing can be weak. So if you're putting a female astronaut in a men's suit, that is, that's a weak link. Yeah. So we're trying to um, shape all those, you know, close up all those little gaps. And it's the same thing with a watch. It's the same thing with the boots we wear when we're going, you know, hiking. I mean, it, all those different things that women are doing, we need to have products oh, yeah. that are made to for us. Have them fit properly, all yeah, the time. for sure. Yeah. TTS Customs Corvette Specialists. Passion is the driving force behind every design, every build. Innovation taking the client's dream car places never thought possible. Not just seductive form, but flawless function, showcasing today's technology in yesterday's classic curves in luxury and in performance. Head over to highoctanehustle.com, shop the brands page, and check out GTS Customs Corvette Specialists. Baja Forge, it isn't just the products and it's not just a brand, it's a way of life. At an early age, traveling to Baja was one of my fondest memories. It was about venturing to unknown destinations. It was the freedom of exploration and really slowing down to enjoy the amazing world and the people we have in it. Baja Forge is about helping you embrace adventure. Baja Forge, signature vehicle builds and off-road products built to forge your own path. Visit BajaForged.com today. So I have to ask the mm. very important question. Mm. Are you flying into space? Heck yeah. <laughs> so, it was like commercial? Are you kidding me? Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> that's, so that's the only rating I don't have. And I will say, my, my husband and I, we did uh, sign up for the one-way mission to Mars. Do you remember that? Yes. yes. Yeah, we didn't get picked. So it was really a bummer. But um, yeah, no, I noticed. Will. <laughs> I know, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, yes, I will totally go, 100%. Right. Are you coming with? Oh, heck yeah, if I can afford it. <laughs> Sneak you in. Perfect. We'll throw you in the trunk. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a good hitchhiker. I'm going to have to pay. How about you, Jane? I'll need a, I'll need yeah. a first Should class wait. seat. <laughs> and I understand that whole suit thing, yeah, because racing sure. is the same thing. Mm -hmm. And especially, I'm... I don't know, six, one and a half. It's, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I'll need extra leg room in my <laughs> space plane. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Uh, that kind of like makes my tummy flip flop a little bit. The going idea of space? going into space. Ooh. I know. I, would I know. Be excited. It I'm kind in. of makes me flip flop oh a little. I mean, it doesn't I mean that I'm not going to go. We'll bring her back. <laughs> never. <a key laughs> no, I'm never going to miss <laughs> a, a good time. I'm just being honest here, guys. I'll bring you back like an asteroid or something. I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> an asteroid. Who knows? I don't know. Just bring me back a comet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. A little stardust. Oh my Ooh, gosh. I like that. So, but let's talk about the watch. Um, what's the name of the company? This Abington. Wa- the oh. Abington Company. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. And Show us your powers out there. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I know, I always she, wear she, she double I, fists. You know? <laughs> double wrists. Oh, oh my going? goodness. <laughs> Again, my apologies. Not that kind of, <laughs> it's not that kind of show. She's not drinking. I'm going to try and save that. <laughs> Do you want it edited out? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Double wrists. Got it. Double wrists. It's like Wonder Woman. That's yes, what I meant. That's not... exactly what she meant. <laughs> but I know that there were a couple of uh, celebratory um, instances that you shared with me on our car ride over here. Yes. Tell me. Tell us. So, tell them. <laughs> all the watches are named women's names. So I have Jackie on one wrist, Marina on the other. But they are not necessarily named for anybody in particular. Um, except for this year, we came out, we started a new collection called the Legends Collection. And uh, it is an honor of some of the women in our histories who have just paved the way for what we're doing today. So the first legend that we came out with is for the WASPs, the Women Air Force Service Pilots from World War II. They were not even recognized as veterans until 1977. Wow. So we made 1,102 of them in uh, honor of the 1,102 WASP who went through the program. Um, And I just flew in from Salt Lake City because one of them, Nell Bright, just celebrated her 102nd birthday. Oh gosh, Holy and so cool! I was her birthday present was a watch. Was awesome. a watch. So yeah. I gifted her a watch, and um, it was probably one of the one of the highlights of my career with my company. So awesome. yeah, that was really special. That is great. Mm-hmm. And tell me, how do you name? Because you also have in the legends. A, Oh, I don't have any other legends yet. No. Were you thinking about an Amelia? <laughs> well, we have an Amelia oh, watch. Oh, okay. And that's yes. an honor. We also have a Jane watch. Why, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we and do not have a Teresa I like watch. the watch. We do. And yes, we do. Her, and it's got a red face, just like my little red car. Uh, it so, does. Yeah, yes, it yeah, matches. Yeah. Now, Amelia was not, the Amelia watch was not named after okay. Amelia Earhart. Um, but the next legend I'd like to bring in, uh, either from the automotive industry, I think um, Jesse Combs would be a very worthy legend for this series. Um, I'd also like to honor Sylvia Earle from the dive industry. And uh, there's a few, there's just a few women that are kind of like on my radar who have come, have really just kind of, you know, they've set the pace, they've set the pace for us. And, yeah. and we're, we're doing what we're doing because of them. So I'd love to honor them with that. That's amazing. Holy moly. I'm excited about it. I know. <laughs> this has been an yes. ongoing conversation yes. for a little while. Yeah, I we've love, talked a bit about this. Yeah. yeah. There's been some good yeah. 
good fun conversations based on that so yeah it's nice too because with the legends collection um, what I'm doing is I'm talking to the descendants or the families yeah. of these legends yep. and then what we're doing is a portion of the proceeds of each watch is going to where the family would awesome. want to go or a nonprofit that meant a lot to them yeah so for example with the wasp watch um, they there's a portion going back to the National World War II Wasp Museum in Sweetwater, Texas, where Holy they all cow. trained. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it's an all around like win win win, right? Totally. Because when you think about these women in history, they're like we always complain about how we get um, marginalized or we get sure. complained against yeah. or we're treated differently or whatever. Imagine what they they were going did that through. yeah like, they were for completely, sure. So there's this crazy story that I just heard uh, yesterday at the birthday party that uh, uh, one of the sons of a wasp, um, she, after her service was completed, after they uh, disbanded the wasp program in 44, she went to go buy a home using a VA loan. But because they didn't recognize the wasp as military, oh my gosh. she was completely denied. They didn't recognize them That's until horrible. 1977. So she could not buy any type of home for 30 plus years wow. because she wasn't considered a veteran. And then for those that were flying, we're talking like P-51 Mustangs, yeah. P-25s, yeah. you know, the Corsairs, like all these crazy, amazing World War II airplanes. Then they would take their resume and go to an airline or go to the, the mail or like try to go get a flying job. And, they, and they'd be looked at like, uh, we don't hire liars. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh. Like we don't know about this WASP program because it was a contracted program. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Can you believe that? Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, it's interesting to think they were physically in the fight, but then in the fight with making these yeah. changes for us, right? Mm -hmm. That we hope to be able to do and inspire younger people coming up within motorsports or in aviation or, you know, any number any of, of these things. Fun yeah. Things yeah. That we all do. yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Well, it's amazing that you're, you're, you have the ability to make a statement right? Uh, and totally. to some degree on their behalf and other amazing women. And what a beautiful daily reminder that it's yeah. a piece that you wear that you see every day yeah. that just tells the story of these people yeah. and also reminds you of what you can do. It's, it's, a, it's a sense of just empowerment for myself when I wear this and I see what it symbolizes. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, because you're sharing a part of history that some people didn't even know about. You yeah. know, right. I mean, like you're saying, it wasn't even relevant to other people at the time because they were being hidden mm -hmm. or not talked about. But for us to even know about it now, I mean, yeah. none of us even knew that, you know, there were, was a path paved doing that you know right. so yeah. and I mean think about like you know your relationship with Jesse mm -hmm. and how many people you still meet today that don't oh. know oh yeah who she was all, oh, all what the time. she did all the time and it's and I think and what she's lit literally the fastest woman on earth like literally. you would think yes. that would be something everyone would know or something right. but yeah and so when totally agree. my world is the watch world yeah. that doesn't always pay attention to the aviation world or the automotive world or any of those other industries. I now get to bring Jesse's story. I get to bring totally. the wasp story to them yeah. and spread that, yeah. that message. And, and that's what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
for for all of us, it's just it's it's sharing who we are. It's right. sharing our message. It's putting all of this out. And like you said, like like the cross promotion of it, like going from aviation into automotive. I mean, we yeah. know you like cars too. Uh, <laughs> and there, yeah, we haven't there, even gotten to cars. There yet. is that tie-in, right? Exactly. Um, but that's part of it. Part of it is us going across the board and just making it so everyone in every industry or just people in general, you know, just changing, breaking those stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get into cars. Vroom, yeah. <laughs> vroom. How did you get excited about cars? You, you have some good um, car guy stories too, but uh, yeah. Oh, geez, where do we start? Um, well, definitely not from my parents. Um, I am the black sheep in the family and that I like all things uh, with engines or with um, power tools, like all that kind of stuff. I'm the one with the workshop and nobody else has it. Um, my first car is still my car. Um, which is a 2005 Mini Cooper supercharged convertible. Um, it is uh, before they changed to a turbocharger, so I do really enjoy that. Um, I can almost put vintage plates on it, which I'm pretty excited about. Got about a year and a half for that, and uh, and I do. I drive it every day. Um, I uh, there's a funny story too, which kind of ties in aviation and automotive. I met Carol Shelby from automotive. This, this is the story. <laughs> so, is this the one you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I met him through Alex Borla, Borla Exhaust. Right. Borla and I, Alex and I used to fly around Camarillo. And so we knew just each other from the aviation side. And when I was at Santa Monica one day, cause I was working there and learning how to fly there. Um, this was gosh, like back in 2008, I, saw for the first time a vehicle that struck me dead in the water like I just I had to stop I had to get out of my vehicle my truck and I had to um I had to just stare and memorize every single part of this car because I didn't know what it was and it was a Shelby Cobra 427 <laughs> and it was absolutely stunning you know the white stripe the racing stripes the blue the whole bit and I just I looked I was like okay the gas the gas cap is right there there's this here, there's that there, there's a snake there. That, like I had yeah. to, because I couldn't figure out what this was and I knew I had to go home and Google. That's a good looking car. Like yeah. everything. <laughs> and it did, it just, it struck me dead. So I'm telling this story to Alex and of course Borla and Shelby were like solids. And he just like gets out his phone and calls up Carol and is like, hey, what are you doing? And we were at a big air show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and Carol was like, oh, I'm gonna be arriving tonight. What's going on? He's like, I have somebody for you to meet. And that's how I met Carol. So fast forward, um, I'm down in Long Beach. Carol, of course, has uh, his whole operation also here in Southern California. And um, I think I had like sent him a message or he called me, I forget what it was, but he's like, would you mind picking me up? Uh, I just gotta get out of the office. We need to go get lunch or something. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So I, I go, mean, no big deal. No Carol big deal, Shelby right? Just called her. <laughs> so if you if you've met Carol, then you know how like chill he is, like all the time. He's super chill, um, and uh, I like that. If you've, if you've met, met him, Carol, <laughs> that's, that's I not a personally, that's I not personally a only <laughs> <laughs> seen his old so films, shitty. and I'm thinking, tall drink of water, hot blonde. Yeah, I know what. <laughs> I know the stories. So, yeah, I know, right? So, um, well, now he's, you know, at this point he's a little bit older. So um, he's, maybe he's, he chilled out. But I pick him up in the mini. I've got the top down because it's a gorgeous summer day. We go to his favorite, like, Chinese uh, hole-in-the-wall place. We grab some lunch. 
And uh, he's kind of like, yeah, I just needed to you know, step away. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I could have taken a break from whatever I was doing to come have lunch with you. Absolutely. <laughs> right. and, um, and he's like, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, uh, and so as I'm driving him back to work, um, he, uh, he and I were stopped at this stoplight. And I, I don't know how I did this, but he's telling me some story just like, super relaxed and everything and my mini is a six speed so I just stall it (laughs) (laughs) completely stall it rolling up to this red light and I was just like I just I just stalled with Carol Shelby in my car and he just kind of looked at me like (laughs) we're not gonna I just kind of looked at him and I just turned it back. <laughs> and we didn't say anything about it. He never brought it up. He never That's brought it up. That's a good man. That's a good man. That's a good man. But yeah, so I have the uh, wonderful pleasure of um, bragging that I stalled with Carol in my car. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a good story, right? Yeah. Well, and I think what is it? <laughs> Obviously, he remembered it. I'm sure of that. I'm sure he remembered. See, and you want to be memorable wherever you go. It's very important. Usually for other things, though. (laughs) (laughs) It was Carol Shelby. Who cares, right? I think that's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Class act about it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, yes, you like cars very much. Yeah. Yeah. I do race. I do race my mini from time to time. I break it. I spend a lot of money on it and then I race it again and I break it. And uh, much like you break your Bronco. Yeah. And um, I, uh, and you help me fix it. And I help you fix it and we paint it. It's great. Um, and, uh, and also because of like the, the customers, the crew, we call them crew members. If you're, if you wear an Abingdon watch, you're part of the crew. Um, so many of the women who wear one of my watches, they are also in the automotive space and they are mechanics and they are painting and wrenching and just doing all these fun things. And so we follow all of our customers on all our crew members on the social media channels. And I'm just seeing what these women are doing. And I'm like, I want to do that. That looks amazing. Like, let's go do the rebel rally. Let's go do this. Let's go all trip out to, you know, Sturgis. And so, um, one of my, uh, big things that I'm kind of announcing for the first time here on this okay. podcast is that we're going to be doing we have the exclusive I have the exclusive I have not told anybody like there's there been a is. lot of conversations about this but uh, just uh, just over phone so um, phones and emails so we're going to be hosting a major event um, in Las Vegas in November on the strip at a certain turn um, big party. There, a lot of details are going to be ironed out, so just like you know, stay tuned for the details. But it will be massive. So um, is that all is we're it, saying? That's kind of. I don't is that know all how many s- more details I can get into. Does it okay. coincide with anything? It or? does. Coincide. We don't. We don't want to talk about when okay. or uh-huh. or anything else. Well, it's okay. in November and it's uh, okay. on the strip. Okay. There's a lot of important things that happen in Vegas. There in are. Yeah. There are. It will be after SEMA before Christmas. There are. I like that. After SEMA, before Christmas. So we're being or discreet. This is the big announcement right? that's discreet. That's that, discreet. that if they listen to your podcast, they better know what we're talking about or else they should okay. be listening. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, there are different things that happen right about then. Right. On November 18th? 
Oh, oh. We're getting specific. I like it. Now, is this a one-day event or is it? The main event is on uh, the 18th. Okay, okay. This is like a horrible game of charades. It's like, it is. It's like it out yet? new oh, Vegas. Sister, we already know, but um, we're just curious. Yeah. Hey, they can put it their... It has been lots of their, phone calls about this. Yeah, yeah, they can put their guests in the comments on our YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, I like that. Online, yeah. Absolutely. What do you guys think guess? is happening? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I, I love it. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. fun. Well, it's a... It, and it's a well, see, I thought, you, I thought you were going to announce that you're riding to Sturgis with us. I am riding to Sturgis with you. That's I know. There was that. I thought you were going to announce that. <laughs> I mean, that's big. That do, yeah. And yes, wait, that's what I'm announcing. And when is Sturgis? <laughs> um, we are, yeah, August. Uh, we're going up there for the uh, 8th and 9th, 7th, 8th and 9th. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's when we're going to be, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal. It Everybody is. goes there. Totally. With their motorcycles. Do so totally. you want to know about the first time I went to Sturgis? <laughs> Tell oh, me. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> She's got, see, I, I know all these stories, too. I need to know. I need with this you guys story. Too. <laughs> My first two-wheeler was a Honda Metropolitan 40cc. And I had this uh, crappy old 1986 like Dodge Ram truck that I had as like a secondary car to the Mini. And I had been working in Minnesota for an aircraft company as a demo pilot, Cirrus Aircraft. I left them in August and went out to Oregon to work for another company called Lance Air, experimental aircraft company, and I was going to do sales for them. So I have to cross country all my stuff from Minnesota to Oregon in August. And I put my little 50cc scoot scoot in the back of my truck and have fly my brother out. He just graduated high school and put him in the second seat of my, of my truck in the passenger seat. And we just road trip it out to Oregon and we roll in on Sturgis. We had no idea what was going on. <laughs> That's right. And it was like, what is happening? And of course, you know, everybody has descended upon and we're at this stoplight and these women with like assless chap <laughs> and my 17 year old brother is like oh my god and I'm just like I've got this crappy truck with this 40cc 50cc scooter in the back of it they probably think I brought this up to Sturgis it was so ridiculous so did you stop park hop out we did get the 50cc what did you call it a Honda experiment Honda, no Honda. I don't know Honda Metropolitan. Metropolitan. It's like a little Vespa, but it's like yes. way underpowered. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You gotta like bend down. You didn't hop out, pull that out, and yeah, not, start doing go up Main, <laughs> go up Main Street. But she will this time. Oh yes, she will. <laughs> I need to find yes, another Honda will. Metropolitan, but yes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh In fact, my that, isn't that what we're gonna be road tripping up in? Uh, you won't keep up with me. Sorry, I'm not gonna wait. <laughs> It's going to take way too long. It's like you're a three-day tomahawk ride or whatever. No. Yeah, no. It'll be your three-day tomahawk yeah. ride. She'll be there in no time flat. Sorry. Fair. Teresa Fair. will wait for no one. Sister is fast. Man, she learned for, well, I can't from say the she learned from the fastest woman on earth. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like keep up or. That's it. Just oh, well. Yep. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> so be that's awesome. exciting. You've got a couple of exciting things that you're working on mm -hmm. that yeah. are kind of not entirely under, you know, cover, because Sturgis, yeah. but then sort of undercover over here. I'm going to be speaking at SEMA this year as well. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. So, that's you. a, that so is a high best. honor. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. What, um, 
topic? Well, oh. that's right. We were talking about yeah. different topics, and I know what were we? Where were we at the Bronco? Uh, we were at King the, of the Hammers. I yeah, think, right? we were. We were was at it, my. Yeah, it was. Yes, my, it was my bro- uh, Desert Ranch Baja Forge Desert, Desert Ranch, Ranch Roundup. Roundup. Yeah, um, the three of us ladies were in the Bronco. I was driving, and we were um, just brainstorming about yeah. about some of these ideas and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, my topic is about how to expand into other industries. Um, and to draw uh, like um, similarities between because um, if you want to grow in business, you can't just keep knocking on the same door right. all the time. Yep. And so how do you successfully go knock on other doors using what you know from one and how can you translate your message that you have in one industry to others? So for anybody that has a business that wants to grow their business or reach a new audience, uh, I'm going to be talking about the best practices that has worked for my company over the last 15 years. Love it. That's amazing because like you were saying, you're branching out into motorsports, diving, Mm -hmm. and all sorts of different arenas. I think that's powerful. And I think that's a good segue to go into how we met and how you started going to, first how you started going to SEMA. And then how we met too, because she's a great storyteller. I know, I know. I like this how story. How many obscenities are we allowed to say on the podcast? Oh, you could say three. Can you, I you say that one? She has, she has zero, yeah, so she has I think three to you go. You have to say it to get it across, but he can bleep it out. Okay, fair enough. All right, there is a, there's a key. All right. So um, I've been going to SEMA forever and a day uh, just because, one, it's in my backyard. We're in Vegas. So um, I've always loved the show. Uh, Two, it's right around my birthday, um, November 3rd. So that's always fun. It's like a birthday treat. Um, Alex uh, Borla, when he was alive, he would always have me as like a guest and and introduce me to really fun people. And the after parties are great. And, you know, all those different things that that is seem to be. got to love automotive, huh? It's so fun. It's good, right? It's super fun. Dude, they know how to party. Uh, they do. Yeah. I don't, I haven't figured out yet if pilots, divers, or auto, the auto industry can party harder, but Ooh. everybody does it on like a, a different level. Like yeah. it's, it's, okay. it's pretty heavy. Well, it makes so. sense to hit all three. <laughs> <laughs> Why stop with just one? <laughs> so, so, um, so I'm going to SEMA and I really want to like get involved with SBN. I am an SBN member and they always have um, the Gear Up Girl event. Right. And um, you're in this like long line to get through the doors. So many people. And there's so many people. And I'm at the end of the line and up runs you, Teresa, <laughs> huffing and puffing. And you're just like, oh, have Zima? they started it yet? And I was, I'm like, who are you? And uh, this was what, three years ago or something? Uh, so I, uh, when did she, you win? Oh gosh, 2020? No, not tw- the next year, 21. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, so two years ago. So um, so she's <laughs> she's behind me just catching her breath. She's like, have they started? They opened the doors. And I'm like, I think so. This is the line. I don't know. It seems like they're letting people in. She's like, okay, fine. And so we're just like chatting a little bit, but the line starts to move. So we're both heading in there and... I don't really know that many people at SEMA. And so I'm just like, hey, let's go grab that table and we'll we'll just figure this out. And of course, I didn't realize you know everybody at SEMA. <laughs> and why you wanted to hang out with me, I have there's, no idea. There's but, that hashtag, she is SEMA. Yeah, exactly. Well, come on. Not necessarily well, used in that particular thing, but you know. 
But, uh, but yeah, Both so we find this like high table up at the top towards the stage. And then what they do is they end up having all of these young uh, women, these young girls, university and students and things do Garrett the scavenger Girl, yeah, hunt. It's fun. And the scavenger hunt, they've got to find a painter. They've got to find a mechanic. They've got to find an executive, a marketer. Yeah. They've got to find all these different yeah. um, careers in the automotive space. And so with you and I, like we started learning about each other because these yeah. students would be like, are us, you yeah. a painter? Yeah. Or are you yeah. a, or what do you do? Yeah. And then we would tell what we did to these kids. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And she was like, wow, you're pretty cool. <laughs> and so we're learning about each other through these questions. But then, then. Dun, dun, dun. Then. <laughs> no so end then. Scavenger, end, scavenger hunt ends. And now they're about to give out the awards. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> her family is all there. And I'm like, I say to your mom, who is like a legend in the automotive industry, oh, do you come to SEMA a lot? Like, I mean, it's like, you're just asking these, these people that have just made careers in the automotive industry because your entire family is. And, and they were like, well, yeah, we do. Like, who, who the hell are you? You know, type of thing. <laughs> And what the person on stage I mean, is doing, like I'm just kidding. the reason why her family was all there was because she was being awarded the SEMA Business Women of, of yeah. the Year. And so she gets this gorgeous award and she's getting, you know, all the news and the paparazzi and everybody's taking photos and everybody wants to go up to her and congratulate her. And I'm just like, how did this happen? <laughs> so she's completely being swarmed and getting photos left and right and pulled all over the place. And I finally like caught her ear for, I don't know, like three seconds or something. She kind of looks at me and I was like, damn, I fucked up and met the right person. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we she met. She told me that I just started <laughs> So, but you said your friend says that he has he says that, that he all has the time. that That's phrase. That's insane. I can't. I can't yes, really claim to yes. it. But yeah, that the, you know. Um, We'll get his that's name. How she, she, that's how she kind of came into it. She was like, you know, my friend, he tells me this thing. And, you know, I guess it really applies right now. <laughs> You're like, what did he say? Fucked up and met the right person. So. Okay, two down, only one to go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now she's part of the crew. Oh, my God, I love it. That's But, amazing. I mean, the automotive space, it's pretty freaking rad. It's hmm. it's just yeah. great space. Absolutely great space. Now I have you. It is. It is. Is I'm this what's happening? <laughs> I'm done with it. Space. <laughs> it's the R's. I don't know why. I think it's the, <laughs> it's okay. the oxytocin. It's a great space flowing through our bodies. <laughs> Something I don't know. Because <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a fun story. Because we always talk about that too. Because yeah, like I don't know. I mean, it is. It's like it's like. I think, and Jane knows that, uh, SEMA and the automotive industry, it's like an extension of our family. You yeah, know? I mean, totally. You guys behind the camera back here too, right? Yeah. Totally get it. It's yeah. just, it's part of that. It's like you feel it, you know, you kind of know how it is. So even you coming into that, and I, I think that's kind of, you know, a take on what you're, what you're going to talk about as well. Because, I mean, it's just some people get, some people are afraid to go into a new space like this, sure. you know? And I mean, yes, you were invited in because you had other people that were, but I mean, they didn't tell you to go to SBN or to get more involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the first time I went to an SBN event, I was literally there on my own. Yeah, so exactly. It, there's, but the, the thing is, is if you have your comfort zone here, how do you step out of your comfort zone and make that bigger? You have to step out 
of your 100%. comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's the only way it gets bigger. Yep. So um, yeah, I I am always about. I mean, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, the world is a playground and. Why spend all your time on the swings when you've got the jungle gym and the monkey bars and slides and everything else? So it's, it's the same deal. Like when, when I talk to people in the automotive industry about cars, I can substitute and have that exact same conversation or something very similar in the other industries that I participate in. Yeah. And it's just as familial. Like it's very family yeah. in those industries too. So... It's a lot of fun. Well, and I think that's another good segue into the YouTube channel that you do as well Mm -hmm. and kind of all of the different females you kind of hit on. So share with us about that. So that uh, started as an extension of just what our brand lifestyle is at the Abington Company. And uh, because we make watches for women who do more, that's our slogan, uh, what we're doing on our YouTube channel is we're showcasing what they're doing. So everything from painting a Bronco to uh, skydiving. Yes, we painted a Bronco together. We did, yeah. <laughs> and then we off-roaded. And broke it. It was awesome. And broke it. Um, and, uh, and I've, you know, base jumping off a camelback at Phoenix yeah. um, or a scuba diving Lake Mead. And, um, and there's just so many different things that you can go see other women doing. And um, it's it's. If you want to normalize women in these industries, just show them doing it. Yes. Yes. Have them a hundred percent. And all of us need to keep doing that. Right. All of us just keep showing it. Right. Totally. And what do you want them to see? You know, what is it that you want to show them? Absolutely. And so, you know, I have the good fortune of having the most amazing crew members as customers um, and these women that are setting records, that are breaking barriers, that, I mean, the, the very first sonic boom operator is one of my customers. Hmm. Wow. Um, one of my other customers got in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan and on her, she was a navigator on a, for the Air Force. And um, about three years later, she wanted to do a retirement ceremony at Mount Kilimanjaro at the summit. And she wow. invited me to go with her. Wow. So now That's I cool. almost died. I almost got, heli- I got helicopter evacuated off, but Shoot. she made it, we both made it all the way to the top, yeah. but that's where she did her, her retirement ceremony. And she was 50, you know, and here wow. I am in my thirties wow. and I like, can't keep up, you know, so <laughs> it's, uh, was it, it elevation? I got, I got pure altitude sickness. Yeah. Okay. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, That's serious, um, too. I know. It was pretty yeah. bad. I, I did see, um, when they put the oximeter on me in the helicopter, it was a 42%. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. That wow. was pretty bad. Will you go back? 100%. Totally. Good girl. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think so. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm training. We, we recently had um, one of our friends, uh, Tamara Robertson. Uh, she did Mythbusters after Jesse okay. um, was in her place. And uh, she she took Jesse's bandana up there because she just, she just uh, That's cool. Yeah, hiked it too. That's really cool. That's rad. Nice. So yeah, so we want to show that, um, you know, women are just doing all these really cool things. 100%. It's really neat to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, I think the other thing that we can all expand upon, especially the women that we engage with, is that it doesn't have to be Mount Kilimanjaro. It can be your version of oh, it. Oh, no. As exactly. Long as it's, and that's what we're she's showcasing. That's yeah. what we're showcasing. Yeah. It's it's huh. everyone. There, there's a space for all of us yeah. to be in, in mm-hmm. to show that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and at any age, like you said, yeah. she did this at 50. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, really oh, great. what it would be like to be 50 again. <laughs> The heck? <laughs> I think it's really interesting for some of these industries that uh, where women are minorities. Most of the behind the closed doors where the executive leadership of that company, the brands are discussing how to reach the female market. Um, when they discuss how to reach their target audience, men typically, um, they have a variety of different messages. So the guys that do A versus the guys that do B versus the older guys versus the younger guys versus you know the mechanics versus the drivers to whomever, they've already subcategorized all the men. Yeah. yeah. But yet for women, it's just women. Yeah. You Interesting. That? Yeah. That well, because they're really not big enough. Point. Because it's not a large enough demographic that yeah. But it is a large enough. I, demographic. Yeah. It, you're I, right. It's not being um, showcased properly. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah. the first thing they need to do is bring at least two. A lot of people say, oh, at least have one woman on your team, on your executive team or on your marketing team or something. I sure. say two. Yeah. Um, because that woman should not be, she will only represent one, one. facet. Sure. But you take two and sure. you can bounce off more ideas. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, when brands start really having the good conversations, that's when we're going to see some changes. So it's funny because with, with my company, um, a lot of people are like, oh, do you make men's watches? I'm like, well, a watch doesn't have a gender. Sure. You know, it's, yeah. it's a man's watch if it's on a man's wrist. It's yeah. a woman's watch if it has a woman's yeah. wrist. But what I'm doing is I'm marketing to women. Sure. Because they're completely underrepresented in the watch world. Yeah. So my messaging will always be like, hey, you ladies, you can come into the watch game and yeah. have something that's made really high quality, sapphire crystals, good water resistance. It's not going to break when you wash your hands, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you can go take it off-roading. You can take it flying. You could take it traveling. We've got all these yeah. different functions. Um, it's not something that's just a piece of jewelry necessarily. It yeah. can yeah. also act as a tool for you. Because yeah. that message has been driven down. Men's, you know, men get that message in the watch world all day long. Sure. Yeah. But right. nobody thinks to build tactical purpose-built watches for women and make it look beautiful. So that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that addressing... Um, even you know clothing and 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 shoes and all of these things that we can use and still look beautiful in our arena because yeah. just because we're racers or yeah. we're pilots or yeah. we're painters or we're body shop owners or workers or something like that mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I don't like to dry uh, you know dress, dress up yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Sure. Yeah. for sure and look yeah. and yeah. and look attractive and feel attractive and yeah. have my nails done I want all of it yeah and your idea of feminine is going to be different than my sure. idea of feminine yep. yes. different than yours. yeah 100 percent so yeah. you know we I mean we try to make it so that it's an inclusive conversation yeah, yeah, I like that. It. I yeah. like that. No, and what you touch on, so uh, Real Deal Revolution, our nonprofit, it started out as, you know, just all females and we're marketing only to to women and doing all of right. this, but then guys came in, you know, and, and kids came in mm -hmm. and we're like, we're not going to tell them no, yeah. you know, so it was the same kind of thing. We're looking... As women in this space, we're looking to be inclusive, not exclusive. Exactly. But we're looking to showcase ourselves yeah. to, you know, to put that out there. So then it changed from the instructors being all female. Right. And then teaching everyone because yep. that's really what changes that is that yeah. we're, we're, we're looking for equality. We're not looking to be better or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so. Or an isolated, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so same thing, like you said, well, I'm just making a watch that's tailored differently 
my market is different, but you can wear it if you want. If yeah. you like it, I have no problem with you wearing yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Most of the watch companies out there, when they start thinking, oh, let's make a woman's watch, they prescribe to this archaic idea sure. of pink it and shrink it, right? Yeah. Let's make it pink, pink it and it shrink it. Totally. <laughs> that was good. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> so... And and what you see by that as a as a female when you're looking at that you're like wow yeah. okay I was an afterthought you know that that sure. was not right. made yeah. with I'm sorry has this evolved mind. or no <laughs> yeah so what we're doing is we're making them the forethought that's what we're okay. doing when we design the styles but I mean this style right here 40 millimeter titanium automatic all day long on a man's watch like that's yeah. and it comes not just in the pretty green that I'm wearing but yeah. in black and white and blues and you know there are um, more masculine styles as well as very blinged out with the whole crystals sure. and diamonds yeah. and pearl and everything else yeah. so you have um quite a variety but it's it's always women are the forethought right us. i love that and i think that that you know we do research all the time with you know our own podcast and and reaching our demographic and we started honestly we started this whole thing because we wanted to showcase um badass women Right, mm -hmm. but then along the way, <laughs> we love men. Yeah, so, no, there's so, great guy. But, I mean, we have great male mentors, and yes. it's, it's part of the space for us to share all of that too. Yeah. But the in doing that research too, I think that we had an opportunity to see. Oh yeah, women are making most of the financial decisions mm -hmm. after a oh, certain yeah, age, always, and yeah. and so if our companies aren't thinking, hey, who's actually in charge of the yeah. You know, purse strings yeah. type of thing. And I don't mean that to be, you know, I don't know, sassy or, or disrespectful. It's the truth, though. The business definitely needs to yeah. so, and, yeah. and sometimes referred to as the dollar dems mm -hmm. because that's what we offer. Mm -hmm. That's we're making the purchase. More women are watching, you know, sports and, and it's, it's all data. Yeah. 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 The numbers don't lie. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like anything. It's just a matter of us bringing it to the space. It's, yes. it's a matter of us putting it in front of people so that it's not um, unknown anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's like people knowing about Wasp, you know, because right. they didn't before. Right. So right. you're sharing that, you know, um, all of it is just all of us sharing stories like we're doing yeah, <laughs> in it. different ways. Right. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In all of our communities. So you also have um, a philanthropic side, right? Yes. And tell us a little bit about that. Share with that passion. So Abington Company is the for-profit, and then Abington Foundation, which was launched on the 10-year anniversary of the watch company, is our not-for-profit. We are a 501c3 registered in Nevada, and what we do, our mission is to um, bring more women into non-traditional fields um, mostly spanning STEAM, so science, tech, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Okay. We the arts with STEM, and we're doing that in two different ways. Um, one, I call it walking the walk and talking the talk. So with um, walking the walk, what we're doing is we are giving scholarships or sponsorships, if you will. It's more of a sponsorship than a scholarship. Scholarship, you hand somebody a check. 
sponsorship, you fly them out, you bring them to SEMA, to CES, to Women in Aviation, to Women in Technology, one of these uh, STEAM-oriented shows, and then you put them up, uh, airfare, hotel, registration, and introduce them to the entire industry. Help them build their Rolodex, help them figure out their place in the industry that they want, and, uh, and so we do that. And then the other thing with uh, the Talk the Talk portion is uh, there's kind of two facets to that. We have these books on Amazon called Brilliant Books. So if you look up Abingdon Brilliant Book on Amazon, it's $9.99. And they're activity books for kids. So um, on the front, there's a picture of a girl. If she's got pigtails, 10 years and below is the age group for that book. If she's got a bun, 10 years and above. And these books are on space, they're on tech, they're on skilled trades, they're on all these different things, but it's, it's puzzles and games and little activities for girls to see, well, boys and girls, they, they yeah. could be for anybody. Yeah. But what you're seeing in there, much like with what Real Deal Revolution does, where the instructors are female, so they always see that, yeah. is all the pictures in the books are girls. So, you know, playing with computers or yep. doing whatever they're doing. Normalizing so, it, right? Normalizing yeah. it, exactly. So we sell those and that funds our sponsorship scholarship program. And then we also are talking to schools and um, on the career days and sharing. So I'll get in my pilot's uniform. The last one I did a couple months ago uh, was with Captain Kate McHugh, if you know her on TikTok. And uh, she was in her ship captain uniform. I was in my airline captain uniform. And we were like the two captains walking down this middle school hallway. Nice. And we would talk to the kids and then tell them about like what our, um, what our jobs were. So it was, uh, it's a lot of fun to do that. I love talking to classrooms. It's one of my favorites. That's amazing. I volunteered, and I mean, not at that level, but at my kids' schools when they were in elementary and junior high school. And man, it is really rewarding just to see the oh, lights yeah. go yeah. on for them and yeah. different ways. The and questions I they love ask. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That it's is the so time to cool. do it. Mm -hmm. That is yep. so cool. So, and and we'll talk at high schools, middle schools, elementary, like anything where we're in our uniform, uh, in our coveralls, like in whatever the whatever it is that we do. We just want to show kids that girls do this, women do this. Yep. That's so amazing. Between the sponsorships, the books, and then talking to the schools, the foundation is just it, we're really trying to kind of reset the brain. For yeah. people and show them what could. So when you said you were in the Las Vegas area, mm -hmm. do you, is this a traveling um, opportunity? Do you come to states like California, school districts there? Is that something that you will be branching out into? Because it sounds like a fantastic program. So I mainly do everything in Clark County. And okay. uh, those of us um, that are volunteers uh, or just people that are part of the foundation or winners and things like that, we're we kind of all work within the realm that we're living. So most of our board is national. And uh, so we've got, you know, one of our main board members, she's in Chicago. She'll do it in the Chicago area. We have another in Houston, so she'll take care of the Houston area. And, uh, and so it's kind of dependent on where we are all living. We'll kind of take care of that that territory, if you will. So there's probably room for other people to come in and say, Absolutely. I'm interested in participating. How can I volunteer? Yep. You're going to oh, come right over to the Abingdon Co. And oh, good. Look at the foundation page and you can contact us through there. Oh, I love that. And we'll have all of that information on our on our uh, comment Definitely. section. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So good. I love it. 
Well, I know we could keep going, we but could. I feel I feel like uh, how long have we been talking? Is that a good little? I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to be able to see great. my watch. Oh, I got you. Not wearing, <laughs> not wearing, well, not wearing an Abington it's been watch. Awesome, <laughs> yeah, right? Right? She's like, oh, I'm like, okay. oh, I'm gonna cover that. <laughs> It's been awesome having you. Uh, how can people find you? Uh, well, definitely subscribe on YouTube. So um, Abingdon Co. is basically all of the socials, uh, except for Instagram. Just put the word the in front of it. Um, so I'll spell it to you like a pilot. Alpha, Bravo, India, November, Golf, Delta, Oscar, November. There you go. Abingdon. Copy. <laughs> Roger. Roger. <laughs> Oh so my good. God. We so learned. Good. We learned. There I, will be I still no. say copy, though. <laughs> no, I thought you can't say copy that. Uh, no, know. she can't. It's either Roger or Wilco. Oh, then I screwed copy it up. Yes, you did. Oh, I was really thinking I couldn't say copy that. In the, the off-road space, most people respond as co with copy. Yeah. In the off-road space, it's, which is different than the aviation space, but... Correctly yeah. on the walkie-talkie, yes, Roger. This was a discussion also when we <laughs> we had some great times that day. <laughs> there was a lot going on. But yes, Wilco is short for will comply, so I will comply with that instruction. Roger is I understand. So Roger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so and it's funny because I was the one saying copy, and you were like Roger. You were like totally. You think I would have learned. <laughs> so if I say go to abingdonco.com, you would say... Roger. Wilco. Oh, Wilco. Wilco. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got that one. Good job. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to slap your hand. <laughs> I don't want to break okay. you. Okay. Well... Thank you. Well, oh, did you have the, the, um, the last question? Was there anything else that you would like to share with us? It was the, it what was, did you want to have dinner with? What? Live or dead? Live or dead. Who would you like to sit and have dinner or conversation with? Anyone on the planet, Anyone. live or dead, history. Oh my now. gosh. Can they be real or fake as yeah. well? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I mean, okay. Like, would sure. we know this fake person? Sure. I don't like know. Wonder Woman? Like Darth I don't know Vader? Sure. I, know. I know. Santa Claus. Oh. oh. Okay. I mean, he's real. Come on. He is real. Yeah. yeah. It's all based on parents. We watch you when you're sleeping. Um, I hope ooh. I didn't ruin. I hope I didn't ruin it for you. Uh, <laughs> he said he's real. Come on. I know, right? Um, oh my gosh, that's a great question. I did not prepare for that. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, let's see here. I would probably, um, shoot, I mean, Queen of England. Oh, really? Elizabeth, Elizabeth II. Okay, really? Absolutely, yeah. Why? Well, she was my queen when I was born. I was born okay. in England. Um, lover, hater, she was one hell of a queen. You gotta, okay. You got to say, I mean, of a monarch. Like she was just, um, she, she did her job. She had her duty and she stuck to it. And she got thrown into that job not wanting it or you know, knowing that she was gonna have it. So um, she's a, yeah, I would wanna have, I'd wanna have dinner with her. Love it. I'm gonna go okay. one step further on that. Okay. What question would you ask her? <laughs> <laughs> Since I've now, because you, now. you definitely, yeah, what do you want to know? Um, 
Well, which one of her, uh, um, which one of my watches was her favorite? So that would be. <laughs> Excellent question. That's perfect. Excellent question. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> you want us to go back to every day I'm hustling? And then, okay. no, you know what I would ask her? I'd ask her if I could work on a car with her since she was a mechanic Ooh. in the war. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That's she was a mechanic in World War II. That is pretty cool. I remember hearing that about her. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, on that note, yeah. (laughs) No, it's Brits. We love our history. I love it. Thank you so much for being our guest here on High Octane Hustle. I'm Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse, and this is High Octane Hustle, the podcast. And this is... Abingdon Mullen. (laughs) She said it herself. And every day she hustling. And you can uh, find us, check out our website, um, highoctanehustle.com, and also on Instagram at highoctanehustleofficial. So follow us. Hit subscribe. And get hustling. Hustling.